What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-host Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. Before we jump into our top stories and into our hot takes, I'm pretty sure I speak on behalf of both of us, Nat, when Mm -hmm. we just want to congratulate uh, some family of the show. Um, Our boy Jay and his wife Vita, they, they just gave birth not too long ago. You know, shout out to them. Congratulations on the birth of your yes. daughter. And, of course, to our, our co-host, Lawrence, who just graduated. Ooh. Doing yes, big sir. things now. Congrats, Lawrence. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <clears throat> what's up? What's up, Nat? How, how you doing, man? It's, it's been a while. I wasn't here last week. I know. It's good to hear that intro again. That that concrete, <laughs> solid intro. I couldn't. I couldn't do it like you. So I, you know good to hear it again but yeah it's it's early in the morning right now taping on a wednesday morning um it feels good first thing in the morning is podcasting with you it's great rise and grind baby rise and grind (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of last week's podcast first of all shout out to you and lawrence because i thought it was an awesome podcast for people who haven't heard it yet please go back and listen to it it, it really was fun. It was nice. It was definitely a good yeah. listen. I highly recommend it. In regards to last week's podcast, though, there's some things I wanted to bring up because I wasn't right. there to mention it at the time. First one being is, what about that dunk on your boy AD by Rui All right. Hachimura? All right. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> it was blown up way, way too much. That that thing was an offensive foul. We know it. All right, we know it. His left oh hand. Oh my goodness! Face. Oh my goodness! Twenty fourteen, twenty twelve dunk right there. Offensive Not foul. only did he yam it on AD, but to <laughs> add insult to injury, busted his nose. I'm just kidding. I don't know if he really broke it or anything. I don't think so. But regardless, it seemed hurt. It seemed a little hurt, but I think it's fine. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a great dunk. One of the greatest dunks. <laughs> Loved it. Um, there's some other things that was brought up in last week's podcast, but I'll mention later on and I'll preempt it as such. Okay. So with that said, I kind of want to get into our top stories from <clears throat> from things that happened last week up into this week. And my first question to you, Nat, do you know of the – Youngest NBA players or players before the age of 21 who have dropped 50 points in a game. I know that one of them is LeBron, right? One is LeBron, yes. I know yep. there's four. I, for, I forget the other three. I know one was recently crowned in Houston, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. Correct. Um, but the other two, I don't know. Who are the other two? Is it Kobe? One was, no, right? one was D-Book. Oh, that's right. You dropped 70, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Even more than 50. Who is the other one? Is it Luca? Nah, it's not Luca. It's not Luca. Not Luca. I, I give up. Who's the who's Brand Brandon Jennings? Oh, right. In the Bucks, right? Well, yeah. he was in the Bucks. Yep. 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 When yep. he was on the Bucks. Yep. Yep. Okay. So those those are the four players who drop 50 points in a game before turning the age of 21. Let me tell you, man. Like, what did you think when you first saw Kevin Porter Jr. dropping that? Like, what was your initial reaction to that? 
Man, I wish I had seen that game or like watched that mm-hmm. game, but like I just saw like social media blow up. Um, he's just super athletic too. Like I, I completely understand like how he got there, and plus right, you know, right. with that team being that team being so <sighs> garbage. You know, it's it's right. easy for him to drop fifty. You know, right? Um, and then we then we saw like the aftermath. Like I think it was Kenyon Martin Jr. on IG Live, and then he's like in the background saying like, "Oh, you see Drew Holiday." He was sliding all over the court or whatever. I mean, I'm seeing more like <laughs> bad, you know, language, but right, right, right. Saying it, but but yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Like, I I think the Cavs messed up in, in letting him go. I I agree because like I understand like you know there's like locker room issues, but everybody's gonna have issues. It's how you manage yeah. those issues. There has to be a line of communication. I feel like he really fits in right now in Houston. I think he likes being there. It's funny mm-hmm. because he were, everybody makes a comparison between him and James Harden. He plays yeah. almost exactly like James Harden, or he has the lefties, ability right? and the capability. Yeah, they're both lefties. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they he has the capability of playing at that level. I mean, you see it. He dropped fifty. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the you know he goes to the strip clubs like James Harden. You know, like. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, it, his step back is. Almost identical to James Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost unstoppable, especially being a lefty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the Cavs, they, they give him away for nothing. That's all right. You missed they out, got, uh, you missed out on the top talent. <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I was, oh, man. man. Congrats to him, though, man. Like, he... 50 points before the age of 21. And, like, just to have the confidence to do that. He was in the G League not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He right. was on Houston's G League affiliate, and then here he is dropping 50 points. Go off, man. Go off. I appreciate it. Another top story that's been in the news, you know, within the last week or so. I'll pose it to you this way. <laughs> what do Luca, Mark Cuban, and LeBron James all have in common? <laughs> Should I answer this, like, for real or just like a joke or something? <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> Uh, let them know. Let the people know. All right, they they all criticize a play in tournament only only because <laughs> they're the seventeen. Only. <laughs> that's why. That's the, that's the main point because before the <clears throat> the Mavs were ever in the seventh spot, they never said anything. They never that's said no anything word. about yep. it. Exactly. And the exactly. moment they get to the seventh spot, it's like, this is stupid. I hate it. You know, why are they doing this? Oh, and it's man. so funny because, especially for Mark Cuban, because Mark Cuban had to vote on it. All the owners had to, they unanimously de- it was like, unanimous, voted. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They yeah. voted for the playing tournament. And then, Le- and then your boy LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I know. Caught in 4K, bro. He was caught in 4K. Uh, Oh man, saying like whoever thought of this should be fired. <laughs> Where was that talk before the start of the season? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's mentioned anything before the start of the season. I just thought it was really ironic that he mentioned something, you know, the moment wait, the wait, Lakers kind of got you see, into that. Did you, wait, but did you see the article about him last year around like bubble play? He actually no. advocated for the play in tournament. There was an article saying that, like, <laughs> there was an article saying that that he wouldn't mind a playing tournament for the bubble, and now he's saying this one season later. 
That's like LeBron, like just 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 keep quiet on, on certain things, man. Like I'm not talking about all these things. Oh, this is man. your king? This is your king? Man. Come on, it's, man. It's, I thought it's, it's the ankle. It's the ankle. Let's travel up to his mind and his brain. It's like kind of hurt him there. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up the ankle because that's the next thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, great. Was the ankle. Okay. What about it? So for people who haven't heard the quote, LeBron was interviewed. And in the interview, he was asked about his high ankle sprain. He said, it's impossible. I don't think I will ever get back to 100% in my career. Now, there's two ways you can look at this. One being, is he saying that because of his injury, because of the high ankle sprain, he will never be 100% ever again? Or is he saying that since the injury has happened, he doesn't think, you know, he could be at that peak level of being, mm-hmm. you know, 100% of what he was prior to the injury? Right. So is it is it because of the injury or since the injury, I guess, is the question posed? It's just it's just a weird quote. <clears throat> it is. Like like how would you interpret it? Or like how do you interpret it? My initial reaction when I first heard when I watched it of him saying like, you know, I don't because of the ankle sprain, I'll never be 100% again. In my head was I was just like, you're supposed to be arguably the greatest player of all time. <laughs> no Kobe Kobe tore his Achilles. He tore his rotator cuff, multiple dislocated and broken fingers. Mm-hmm. You never would have heard Kobe say something along the lines of, I'm never going to be 100% again, especially when he's in his prime. Like, uh, Granted, I feel like LeBron's on the tail end of his prime, but he still has a lot of prime left. Don't get me wrong. like He can still ball. At 36. At, a, at yes. 36. Yes, exactly. Because he's been so durable his whole career. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... I mean, even like MJ, we saw it in the documentary. There was a 10% chance MJ could break that foot again and never play again. Yeah. Yeah. But what was his mentality? He's like, F it, I'm going to play. You know, that means a 90% chance it doesn't break. So, like, it was weird for me when, you know, growing up watching guys play with, you know, no ACLs, guys playing with concussions, guys playing with broken this, torn that. And never hearing anything about it to all of a sudden LeBron being like, because of this ankle sprain, I'll never be 100% again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. Like, the way, like, I was listening to other podcasts and because we don't know exactly what he's referring to, just the way it comes off is as Mm -hmm. if his injury was so devastating that he's never going to be the same player ever again. But it's weird because, yes, a, a high ankle sprain is. It is a serious injury, but it's not like it should alter your career for the rest of your life type of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe because he's older, you know, he's not going to have the same lift anymore. But also Mm -hmm. it's his right leg. And, you know, he's he's a right-handed player, so he's going to jump off his left leg. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I, Mm -hmm. It's just weird for me. It's weird for me. Being a LeBron fan, being an avid LeBron fan, when you heard this quote, like, what did you sympathize with him? Were you confused by it? I I was confused at first, but I think after like reading it and interpreting it more, I think I think he's bluffing. That's my that's my guess. I think he wants to set up a narrative before going into the playoffs 
and then winning, and then winning the playoffs. So that like when they look back at the quote, they'd be like, "Wow, like he said it was impossible, but he did, you know, he made it. But you know, he uh, he overcame this this hurdle. You know, I think I think he's setting up that that narrative of like being so drastically hurt, but then winning in the finals. For you know, I mean, granted, you know that's kind of a cheap move. You know, at, at using injury for that kind of thing, but. I mean, hey, you know, it, we all want stories in the NBA. We all want that narrative in the NBA. I like it. LeBron, Le, LeBron's team, you know, like five or so games before every season ending has terrible records every year. Everyone thinks that they're in trouble. Everyone thinks that that they've, they've lost hope. Look what happens. They're always in the finals every single year, despite losing record. So I think, I, I, I think he'll be just fine. Saying impossible, I get it because he is getting up there in age. You know, I think he there. I, th- I think there is some truth to it. That's all. It's just funny to me because, like, with the whole narrative aspect, like, why why do you need a narrative? <laughs> is it to like bolster his 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 legend, his legacy? Because like you think about MJ, right? He's always being compared to MJ. We do it all the time on this show. Yeah, being compared to MJ. You know, MJ had the flu game, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's iconic, like, forever enshrined, you know, like, he yeah. played with the flu. Um, Kobe, like, do you see images of him, you know, winning a championship and, like, he's, like, holding how many fingers, you know, how many championships they have. And, like, his fingers are all pointing in, like, different ways. Like, his fingers are jacked <laughs> up, you know, like, taped up and everything. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I've also heard on other podcasts where it's, like, he's doing it for the narrative. You know, he wants to make it more i'm i'm going to use this term and, and I, again like I, i'm go ahead it's 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 borderline where it's like i'm a hating but i'm really not hating it's just confusing it it confuses me <clears throat> i feel like lebron is just so extra like he just overreacts to everything like is. there was there is a play the other night where he went up and under a defender's arms and got and the defender got called for the foul but you watch the replay the player, the defender didn't even touch LeBron, but LeBron's holding his head like he got hit in the head and he's like rubbing his head. They went to the replay. Yes. He barely grazed him. I saw that play. Yes. With his elbow, right? Apparently it was like yes. a, a hit by the elbow or yes. something. Yes. Yep. Yes. Or like the things that he does where it just makes it so extra. Like the, you know, prior to him coming back to the injury, him running up and down the court in black and white, like no sound, no nothing. <laughs> it's just him running. And it's like, <laughs> Why do you have to do that? Somebody, I think it was like, like Stephen A. Smith not even or somebody. Running, not even running. He was just like, 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 jogging. Yeah. Jog. Yeah. And oh no, it was Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless was like, do you really think that you're going to intimidate like opposing <laughs> players and opposing teams by you lightly jogging up and down the court? Like nobody's exactly. scared of that. <laughs> and the, the other reason I bring this up is like, it always plays in my mind and it irks me so much where I feel like he tries to be so extra or he tries too hard to be so cool or, like, not as <laughs> authentic as he should be. Yeah. And it just reminds – like, I was thinking when they won the championship last year, what was the first thing that he did, like, po- you know, post-game you know, post conference? He lit up a cigar. That picture is cold, though. You, you, you can't lie. That, that picture is cold. <laughs> He sat down, 
you know, he just kind of leaned back and like he's kind of just like you know, like you know, taking puff, yeah. whatever, like yeah, doing the head yeah, movements. Yeah. And it was just so weird to me because like what eight months prior, eight months prior, Joe Burrow, when he won <laughs> the NCAA championship for the LSU Tigers, he lit up a cigar and it was the coldest video anybody had ever seen. <laughs> him walking into the locker room, him sitting down, like. You know, smoking yeah. the cigar. It looks so hard. <laughs> and then, like, it just seemed to me like LeBron was trying to copy Joe Burrow. I'm oh, like, my God. Oh it my looked gosh. exactly the same. It looked a lot better. <laughs> looked a lot better than Joe oh Burrow's. God, no way, bro. There's no way. <laughs> if you compare, like, Joe Burrow sitting there, like, you know, when he's sitting on the, on the couch and just kind of, like, shifting his head from left to right, and you look at LeBron in this press conference after they win the championship, it's the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> what is he doing? Like, just... Oh man! Actually, wait, wait. Speaking of LeBron being extra slash cool when he's not, he's always in the car like <laughs> rapping to songs and doesn't know the lyrics. Like he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, like nodding his head, like just jamming to it, but like <laughs> mumbling the mumbling the words. And and also every time he's captured reading a book, it's always on page one. I think he just opened it, read the epilogue, read the uh, table of contents, and then that was it. I will say this about like him listening to the music. I don't mind that because he's being his authentic self. You know, he's always okay. done that. Like back to the Miami days where he's just jamming yes, or like yes. working out. You know, like I don't. I appreciate that. That's that's you. Like do you? Like the book thing, like I get it. Like you want to look like if you're reading, and I'm sure he does. You know, it just so happens they catch him at the beginning of the book, I guess. You yeah. Know? yeah. But yeah. it's just like little things where I'm like, "Come on, man! Like you're you're <laughs> supposed to be the the greatest of this generation. Like you don't have to try so hard. Like just be LeBron on his own, just being his true, authentic self. He's a cool dude." Yeah. Like, I, I got no qualms with him. Like, you know, just do you, bro. Do you. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny, man. I I, could, I can't. I can't. <clears throat> but I guess that'll add, you know, the, talking about the narrative that he just wants to add to the greatness that is LeBron James. So, like, I get it. I get it. I just don't understand. It, it's it's a weird injury to, to use that narrative for or to make a narrative for. Mm-hmm. Speaking of greatness... Um, and this is something that you guys brought up last week because you said it. You said that um, I was disrespecting Russell Westbrook. You were. But, no, you were. but all season long I've been on the Wizards' side. I've been rooting for the Wizards. All season long I've been pulling for them. I even had them. Man. I think it was like my top my top six when we did the, uh, the preseason predictions. I had them like top eight for sure. They were in there. Like I was really pulling for them. Yeah. And I've always liked Russell Westbrook. I wanted him. Remember before he went to Houston, there was serious, serious talks that he was going to join Butler in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I was so hyped. I would, I would love to have (laughs) Russell Westbrook in Miami. You know what I mean? Those two together, those dogs. Oh, that's what I'm bro. If we had Russ last season with the young talent that we had, I think it could have easily been a seven game series. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. 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 Dude, but wait. On my Mount Rushmore episode, or like, you know, the episode we did on yes. Mount Rushmore with uh, Jeremy yes. and, and all of them, we, we, me and Lawrence mentioned Russell Westbrook, and you guys yes. scored a clownness for it. 
sort of. So uh, yeah, what's, what's up now? What's up now? That that is because when you're talking about the most influential players who have literally changed the game, there is a Russ lot of what the thing is with Russ is <clears throat> a lot of the things that he's doing now. You've seen with other players. And I think it was Jeremy who mentioned one of them. Jeremy said Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. Russ and Baron Davis, their game is very similar in the sense that they were explosive, especially Baron Davis pre-injury. He was yeah. he was very much like Russ. Um, you have like Oscar Robinson, who was a triple-double machine. You know what I mean? But, but no one's done it since Oscar Robinson. So like yeah, nobody's done it as and... consistently as Russ has done it. So like for for me for the for the Mount Rushmore Mount Rushmore episode I, I wasn't denying the fact that Russ was a, an amazing talent and a great player it was more so like I think there was somebody who came before him who kind of led the mm-hmm. way for him to be able to do what he was doing somebody who was already influential to give him that inspiration to be like oh yeah I'm going to do this I'm going to do that mm-hmm. um but in regards to Russell Westbrook I mean I just kind of want to take a couple minutes here just to appreciate because we did it. I did it with um, Steph Curry a couple episodes back when I did it, the episode by myself, and I, you know, I was like, "Let's appreciate the greatness that is Steph Curry." I would like to take a moment to appreciate the greatness that is Russell Westbrook. Yes, and Brody, crazy. Yes, I mean, like this season, he's averaging twenty one. Point eight points per game, eleven point three rebounds per game, eleven point two assists per game. So he's averaging averaging another triple double, another triple double. He did that, you know, in the 2018-2019 season. He did it in the 2017-2018 season. He did it in the 2016-2017 season. Like he's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like a crazy uh, statistic that showed up. That when I was like looking at stuff, if Russell Westbrook recorded zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists in every game for the rest of the season, he would still average <laughs> a triple double. Nasty. How Man. nasty is that? <laughs> How nasty is that? And like, it's funny because in the beginning of the season, people were talking about like, oh, Russ is done. Like, he's past his prime. He's not going to be the same. But. Mm-hmm. I, I I I didn't look too deeply into it, but there was talks that he might have been injured, and he was coming from an injury. Huh? <clears throat> like it, it was something that was bothering him. Some kind of like like quad injury, right? I think that was. I think so. Yeah. 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 And like you know, m- with muscles, it's different than like bone and stuff like that. Where like, if you have a sprain, like I don't know, anything that has to do with a muscle, it just naturally takes longer to recover. Right. Like if you have a hamstring injury, like Donovan Mitchell, there's nothing you could do with that. It's just rest, rest in time. James Harden too. You know what I mean? Say again. James Harden, right? Hamstring injury, yeah. hamstring tightness, yeah, exactly. whatever. Right yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whereas like with an ankle sprain, like you know, you can ice it, you can you know, chirotherapy it, you could do injection, <laughs> you could do all this stuff. Not not LeBron. Yeah. LeBron is different because that's that's yeah. a high ankle sprain. I'm just talking about a regular <laughs> ankle sprain. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah lebron's was another one where like it, it needed time like you, there's nothing you can yeah. do about it um but since he's since russ has like come back from whatever injury he had he's man they're they're in the play-in now that's right he's their him team. and 
<laughs> yeah. Him and Bradley have brought the Wizards into the playing tournament, and I think they're going to stay there. I, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. But like, I don't, I don't see anybody catching up with them. Yeah, I think we um, we lost hope in them early in the season when they were like thirteenth or twelfth in the in the seeding. <laughs> we were like, right, right, the Wizards. But now they've like <clears throat> literally like won like you know. 13 and 14 at one point, like nine straight games, something like that at one point. Yep. So, like, they, yep. they've caught up, man. Congrats to them, for real. Yeah, they're going on a tear right now. And, like, they're fun to watch. Like, they had, like, I've, I always thought they were fun to watch. I'm sad that their rookie, uh, Danny Avdia, yeah, you know, he, he suffered hurt. that terrible injury. But because he was one of those players, rookie players, where it's like he was going to make an impact, like, regardless, he was going to make an impact. And it would have been fun to see him in what they're doing now. <clears throat> um, but nevertheless, you know, congrats to Russ on another successful season, man. Averaging another triple-double. Like, that's wild to me. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing this man can't do. Like, like, everybody's talking about he's on the decline. He's he's 32 years old, and he's still producing. Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I wanted to, for this portion, moving into – our hot takes. Okay. Our hot takes. The first thing I wanted to do for hot take, um, when I did the solo podcast, I gave who my votes would be for MVP, right? And I think yeah. you and Lawrence kind of touched on MVP last week. I think it was unanimous. You like it'd be Jokic, but mm-hmm. like for how MVP voting works, there's I think it's like top five vote getters. That's that's who they list. And whoever has yeah. the most votes, obviously, is number one. Um, I think on that solo podcast that I did, I had Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, CP3, and Curry. Okay. I kind of tweaked my my list a little bit, but I wanted to get – if you had to pick five, five players, who would your five be? And, like, to th- some things to keep in mind, right? You have to think about the number of games that have been played. Mm-hmm. You have to think about one thing that always is in consideration is the record, overall record of the team. Um, right, right. You know, I think the biggest one is is just games, games played. I, I think it's something of like if you played more than 20 games, like you technically should not be in consideration for MVP votes. Keeping those two things in mind, who would you say your top five vote getters would be? Man, that's tough. What you said about the games is like if they miss more than ten games, they're not like, more than twenty. Sorry, more, more than twenty. Yeah. So for example, like LeBron you can make the argument, there. LeBron. He, I think he's missed twenty one. You could include LeBron. He's on. He's <laughs> on the brink there. I won't. Though. I won't. Um, okay. <laughs> like Harden. Harden. You can't because he's missed way too many games already. KD. He's missed too KD, many right. games. Yeah. And Embiid missed a lot of games too, right? <clears throat> Um, he did, but it was less, I think it was something like, um, he was in the teens. I want to say something in the teens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so my top five would be actually, hold on. I should apologize to Nicole Jokic because actually last week with me and Lawrence, I picked Embiid, but oh, I see. after, after seeing like, you know, like what he's doing for the, the, the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, them winning consistently and, and him putting up good, you know, big numbers. He's, he's clearly the MVP favorite right now so my top five is Jokic, Embiid um is it is it in a certain order or is it just any order the the, the um you want like I would say who right? would yeah yeah oh, 
that's tough. So, <clears throat> so I would do Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I actually would like just for like fun. I put in Julius Randle in there too. I would as a, as a candidate, and I guess Steph Curry. <laughs> Chris Paul's a close five and six, but Steph Curry's five. So I, I said I would tweak my list from the last time I did this, and the tweak it it, it was hard. It was hard for me because I'm I'm still even up now, like up until now, I'm debating it. Number one is Jokic. Number two is Embiid. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep Giannis there, but <laughs> after what Giannis has done to the Nets, which we'll Twice. get into in a little bit, Twice. which we'll get into a little <laughs> bit, I feel like I have to keep him there. Um, just just so to compare again, the last time I did this, I had Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, CP3, Curry. I feel like my list now would be Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I agree with you, Julius Randle. I was upset at myself last time because I left out Julius Randle. Uh, and Julius Randle very deservedly, you know, he, he needs some MVP. Played votes. more games. Yeah. Played more games. He's been extremely durable. Right. Um, I honestly don't think he's missed any games. If he has, I think it's just like single digits, like one or two right. or something. <clears throat> Clinch and then, so my, spot. yep, clinch case. the playoff spot for the first time in what since eight late years, 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so for that fifth and final spot, I'm having a hard time because you can't deny what Curry's been able to do mm-hmm. in terms of like shooting and scoring this season, but the knock on Curry is their record the team's overall right. record. Mm-hmm. And then in the same respect, you know, you have CP three who like his, his team is playing really well right now. <clears throat> um, I think they're in I first see, right now. I forgot Luca. Would you consider Luca in that top five or no? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, I, I just based on like what I've seen, like you, you just don't see too much. You know, okay. like, I, I don't know if he's taking, like, that leap forward. Uh, I mean, they're right in the middle of the, the playoff race right now. They're in fifth. But Chris Paul's mm-hmm. – <clears throat> if you remember, the Phoenix Suns, they were a bubble team. They were playing for that bubble spot. They went 8-0, but their record, they just didn't make it into the playoffs. They went from missing the playoffs to all of a sudden they're number one in the, in the West. Yep. And I think the last time the Suns have – clinched a playoff spot was 2010 if i'm not mistaken was one of the uh steve nash you know final years right so their record is good but like chris paul like i don't know if his numbers when you compare his numbers to steph curry you know obviously curry's gonna have crazier numbers but chris paul's team has a better record and they went from being out of the playoffs to know all of a sudden being number one so it was that's where my predicament is. That's where my dilemma is. Who do I put in that fifth and final spot? Do I put Curry because of the numbers? Or do I put Chris Paul because the turnaround of the team? You know what I mean? Like doesn't matter. It's gonna go to Jokic anyways. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, so five A, five B, Curry, CP three. But of course, Jokic Jokic is gonna be the winner of that one. Hands down. Yeah. There's no way, man. There's no way. He's been the most durable guy. He's put up the most consistent numbers. Uh, I think he's averaging almost a triple-double for a big man without his, you know, second superstar. Right. 
Crazy. 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 <laughs> um, one of the last things I wanted to do for hot takes is kind of what you and Lawrence did last week, just to go over and recap what the the conferences look like right now as we're waiting for the playoffs to begin because there's been some shuffling going around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's start with uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference right now. In tenth, we have the Washington Wizards. Hey, we have the Indiana Pacers ninth. Mm-hmm. You have the Charlotte Hornets eighth, and now you have the Boston Celtics in seventh. They're in that Ooh. playing spot. Yeah. So, based on just those four right now, um, there's only a few games left. I know Lawrence said he thinks Washington's going to move up. Do you agree? Do you think Washington could surpass Indiana and possibly uh, the Hornets? <laughs> so you're going to rule out the Celtics, aren't you? <laughs> I was going to wait on the Celtics. I was okay, going to okay. wait on the Celtics. Because yeah. um, I don't think the, the Wizards could catch up to Boston for that seventh spot. I think I think playoff Bradley Beal and playoff Brody is going to be a, a tough, scary matchup for anybody. Right. Um, for the Pacers, I do. I think they're going to move on to that uh, final play-in match against the uh, seventh seed. I'm sorry, the eighth seed. So I definitely think the, the Wizards can move up. <clears throat> um. The question now is with Boston because Miami's borderline also. Miami just lost last night. Yeah. It, it's so frustrating with Miami because last week Miami was in seventh. They were in that playing spot. And then they strung some wins together. That They moved up to six. Now they're on the border again where if they lose a game and Boston wins a game, it's going to flip-flop. Miami yeah. will be in that playing spot. I wanted to ask you which would be more exciting to you in your opinion because right now – it's set. Like the the first three seeds, you have Philly number one. They're back to number one. Brooklyn number two, <laughs> and Milwaukee number three. Yeah, right. <clears throat> if the playoffs started today, Milwaukee would be playing Miami. Would you rather see Milwaukee versus Miami first round or Milwaukee versus Boston first round? That is tough. I do want to see Milwaukee and Boston because they're both two good um, defensive teams. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think the Celtics are are a, a funner matchup, Tatum versus Giannis. But then again, it's also a repeat if it's the Heat repeat of um that second round last year in the in the bubble. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> but Bucks win both series though, so either or. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the truth, right? Sorry, it's the truth. The, there's another scenario where um. I don't think it'll happen. Like if if New York for whatever reason the the Knicks just decide to lose, you know, all their games <laughs> the rest of the season, they could be in a in a spot where they would face Brooklyn, you know, in the Ooh. first or second round, whatever the case is. Yeah, uh, I think that would be a fun match. Let me ask you this real quick because right now fourth is the Knicks, fifth is Atlanta. What if Miami moves into that fifth spot? So first round playoffs would be New York versus Miami. It'll be fun. What do you think of that? It'll be fun, but I hmm. that is tough. If that was the case, who would win the series? Oh, the Heat for sure. I think the Heat. How about you? So for me, I would like to see that that first round matchup because it reminds me of late nineties, early two thousands rivalry. You know, Knicks Heat. Yeah. It hasn't been a rivalry for a long time now, but it would be fun to see. <clears throat> um, it's I, tough, right? 
It is tough. And I, I say it's tough because for this reason. Last year, Miami was the sleeper. Nobody expected them to make it into the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. Nobody expected them to win any of the rounds in the playoffs. Nobody expected yeah. them to make it to the finals. Nobody expected them to get two games off the Lakers. And they did. They were the sleeper team last year. I think the New York Knicks, this year's New York Knicks, are last year's Miami Heat. I agree. I think they are the sleeper team of this year. Yeah, I because mean, they won't get to the finals though. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's just team. it's just so it's so eerie because, like, for example, um, when the season started, you only had one All Star caliber player, which was Julius Randle. Yeah. At the beginning of the last season, you only had one all-star caliber player, which was Jimmy Butler. But as you saw through the, the rest of the season, you had Bam Adebayo. But to start the season, it was just one all-star. Even though Julius Randle wasn't an all-star yet, he had the potential to be one, and it was clear. Yeah. Um, and then to end the season, or going into the playoff bubble, Miami was in fourth. Right now, the Knicks sit at fourth. Miami fell to fifth, and then <laughs> you know we, we know how the rest went. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, it's just a lot of similarities, like the the buildup, the way the team is. They're one of the highest-ranked defensive teams, which is what Miami was last year. All of a sudden, the Knicks find shooting. Yeah, you know what actually, I mean? Like right. my, It's a lot of parallels. It's a lot yeah, of parallels. It's kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. So my, my, my theory is the Knicks will be this year's sleeper team where they can make – they can do some damage, especially um, hopefully – Nerlens Noel is okay. Um, he was injured a couple nights ago. Hopefully, he, he bounces back. He comes back because they could give you some issues defensively. Yep, they're feisty defensively. You know, they they could get. I, I I don't know. Like they they have different matchups that they could use. They could go different. You know, big. They could go big ball. They could go small ball. However you want. And they've yeah. bought into Coach Thibodeau like. They're they're fully bought in, just like how Miami was bought into Coach Spo last year. Like it's yeah. kind of it's kind of crazy. So my prediction is watch out for the Knicks. I think they're going to make a splash in the Eastern Conference this year. Watch out for that. Um, <laughs> quickly before we move on to the Western Conference, I wanted to get your take on the potential. I think it would be the second round pick, uh, second round series, possibly third. Who knows? Um, Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. Oof. Especially with what you've seen. For people who don't know, Milwaukee and Brooklyn have played back-to-back games just over the last couple days. Yeah. Both games were won by Milwaukee. And both games, Brooklyn had KD and Kyrie. No James Harden, though. That's also a factor. (sighs) That's also a factor. You can't lie. You can't lie. So I, I still pick Brooklyn. Because obviously the Bucks have a have a history of choking in the playoffs, so because think about it, if you have KD and Kyrie in that first unit, and then James Harden leading the second unit, it's like, man, you got too much offensive firepower to worry about. Um, and then just with with Giannis, if they just build a wall around him, you know, in the playoffs, or just you know, only contain him, I think they'll they'll be fine. So I pick Brooklyn in that series. How about you? Even with Harden coming back, number one, there's so many like variables we don't know. Of course, we see, like, you can throw the, the three of them together. They'll play fine because they're arguably three of the best, you know, five players in the league right now. Yeah. Three of the best six. But I, I'm sure, like, 
chemistry can be an issue, especially when it comes to adversity. Um, seeing what what seeing what Milwaukee has done with Brooklyn the last two nights, I feel like Milwaukee's just uh, bigger. They're more physical, especially defensively. It, it's funny because I always said from the beginning of the trade, the massive trade, there's going to be teams that match up defensively really well with the Nets, and they're going to give the Nets a hard time. And Milwaukee is one of those teams because <laughs> all season long, look at Kyrie. Any team Kyrie has played against, he's found ways to get to the rim. He's found ways to put up points. He's gone off. But look yeah. at the last couple of nights with Drew Holiday guarding him. He's Drew Holiday. It's tough. Man. He's so he's one of those defensive players who's super annoying. He's like a Pat yeah. Bev, where like he gives you no space to do anything. He smothers you. And he yep. can keep up with Kyrie. He's one of the few players who could keep up with Kyrie. Kyrie is shifty. He's so mm-hmm. quick and shifty, man. But Drew Holiday is another animal. How much more when it comes to playoffs? And like the intensity level just goes up a notch in the playoffs. I agree. And then you have you saw last night, like PJ Tucker and KD getting into it. <laughs> and like I don't feel like KD is a in your face confrontational player. So he'll do a lot on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, he'll do it on Twitter. If you yeah. watch the video, yes. If you watch the video of him and PJ Tucker getting into it last night, PJ Tucker, he's one of those dudes, man. You, you, he wants all the smoke. Yep, like, I saw that. Direct eye contact with KD the entire time, <laughs> just talking trash to him. KD's kind of like looking side to side, you know, like PJ Tucker did not break eye contact once. Like he wanted all that smoke. And then you have Giannis who – you could put PJ Tucker on James Harden. You could put Giannis on KD. Like, it's, there's so many things that you could do that's going to give Brooklyn a hard time with Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is going to be one KD of those teams. Shot? I did not. I did not. Dude, how, how do you block KD's pull up shot? Giannis is. You, oh yes, I heard about it. Yes, it. yeah, yes, because yeah. he's a seven footer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Crazy. How do you block that? Yeah. Here's the <laughs> other thing too that you mentioned is like you built, like you said, build a wall around Giannis. The one thing I've taken away from the last two nights, they're giving Giannis space. They're sagging off Giannis. They're they to take those threes, and he's hitting them. Dude, if he has that shot, <laughs> I would have changed my mind, bro. I would have changed my mind if he has that shot. Like, Giannis, like, what I love about Giannis is he don't care. Like, he doesn't have that fear. You have some players where when they get into the moment where if they're left too wide open, they kind of clamp up. They might, you know, short arm it, whatever the case is, because – it's kind of like disrespect. Like, are oh, you going to give me all this room to shoot? Yeah. Where, like, Giannis is like, all right, F it. I'm going to take it. If it goes in, it goes in. Like, he doesn't care. And it's going in. That's how he's playing right yeah. now. And so, like, I think, oh, man, I think Milwaukee might be that team, too, like, to give Brooklyn a hard time. I, I just, I'm telling you, I know James Harden is not there, but there's certain teams that defensively Wait, but can give the question, Brooklyn. Though. Who do you pick out of that series to win? <laughs> if they it, don't okay. have a fully if they don't have a fully healthy James Harden, I have I have Milwaukee. Really? Yeah, I have okay. Milwaukee. Yeah. Man. Okay. It, it's okay. not not because I have high it is more so that I'm not fully convinced yet on I'm not fully sold yet on Brooklyn because I haven't seen them in adversity. Yeah. Like you don't know what a team's capable of until they face adversity. If if they're down 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks and then they bounce back and win four straight, 
then okay, yeah, I'll be fully convinced like Brooklyn <laughs> is that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then they have to deal with with hopefully they have to deal with Philly too. Like, yeah, but we'll see. Either way, they have to. Yeah, either either way, they're gonna have to face some really good defensive teams coming out of the East. Whether well, it be we Miami, that that Miami and Boston are not gonna be in the not gonna be in the talks for second and third round. It's just the three big. You know, Philly, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn as the three main teams that are going to go through onto the second round and third round. I'll say this. I'll say this. For Miami, I believe in Jimmy Butler. Jimmy <laughs> Butler was quoted as saying, get me, get us, a, get, you know, as long as we get to the playoffs, I'll take care of the rest. Right. I, I firmly believe that. <laughs> um, do do I believe in the rest of the team? Uh, you know, I, as of late, not really. Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero, hey. <laughs> right now, he's Tyler Zero. So, like, I don't... Yeah. yeah. Same with Duncan Robinson. I, I don't know what's going on with those two. You know, Kung Fu Kenny, Kendrick Nunn. Like, he's doing all right. You know, he's putting up decent numbers. Bam, I need to see more out of Bam. More consistency. You know, more dominating. Which Jimmy's trying to get out of him. You know, and yeah. when Jimmy calls him out, he responds and he responds really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was also this other, this talk about how Jimmy and Coach Spo got into it on the sideline during one of their games. And what I liked is Jimmy squashed it right away. He's like, yeah, we got into a riff, but I want to win. He wants to win. So he's putting me in a position to win and to be a good leader and to lead these guys. So, you know, of course yeah. you're going to have instances like that. So I like that talk. You know, that's what I like to hear. Are they going to go as far as they did last year? Absolutely not. As much <laughs> as it pays me to say that. Unless certain things click, yeah. unless they get certain things out of guys, it, it's a different story. But until then, I, I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it's the Knicks. I'm the Knicks are going to be senses. that sleeper team. <laughs> I, I have to keep it real. As much as I'm a Heat fan, I got to keep it real. Um, Boston... They, they're just not consistent enough. As much as I like certain pieces in Boston, I feel yeah. like uh, Kemba, the, you know, that's a variable that you have to look out for. The bench is still really weak to me. I don't know I what agree. you do with that. I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap up, let's, let's quickly go to the West right now. Uh, you have Sandin. <laughs> Lakers are on the verge of being in that playing spot. Well, they're not. Well, they're not. They're fine. And we know we know how we know how LeBron feels about it. Five seed, five seed. Let's get it. Five seed. Come on. It's all right. We got it. <laughs> you can get the five seed. You're tied right now with Dallas. So ten, ten through seven right now. You have San Antonio, Memphis, Golden State, Portland. Um, New Orleans is just outside. Actually, no. I think New Orleans is out of it. They they have too yeah. many losses in their column. Yep. So I, I think it's pretty set right now. San Antonio and Memphis, Golden State and Portland. Out of those four teams, who do you see making it into the you know the first round of the playoffs? Wait, is Golden State eighth right now? They're eighth. So I think Blazers win that game. Golden State versus Memphis, probably. That's tough because I, I actually like Memphis and how they play right now. But now nah, I'll go. I'll go safe and say um, Portland and Golden State. Seven and eight. Okay. How about you? So if that's the case, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, if that's the case, it would be Golden State versus Phoenix, Portland versus Utah, Clippers versus 
<laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> How crazy oh, would that man. be? A first round matchup of what we wanted to see in the conference finals last year. You have the LA Clippers versus the LA Lakers if the playoffs were to start Dude. right now. I, I, I heard Bill Simmons talk about it on his podcast and how like he wants it to be the first round to get it over with. Like get this whole thing over with. <laughs> who and you then, got? Yo, who, who else do I got? The Lakers, bro. You kidding oh me? Oh my gosh. You kidding me? Bro. Do you do you trust Paul George to lead, to lead the team to a you know past the Lakers? Do you trust Paul George? No. Alright, no. good. Good. Alright, there we go. Yeah, there we go. See? Do you trust the Lakers a- to AD stay healthy? Or? LeBron's out again. LeBron's as, now as long angle. as we don't, as long as we don't play Drummond, we're good. <laughs> that's another one, man. Like, oh, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was last. Yeah. Last, I, if you remember when it was just you and I on the podcast and uh, a couple of podcasts ago, and we were talking about, you know, which free agent would you want? And you were like, I want Andre Drummond. I was like. Why? Dude, I, like I take it back. I take it back. That dude is. I told slow. you, bro. I told you, you. You did tell me. You did tell me. Oh, he's a double double machine, but he's slow. He doesn't. He's he's used to being the focal point of an offense. You have him now being the third or fourth best guy on the team, and yeah. you're asking him to do stuff that Dwight and Javale were doing last season. It's not going to happen. It, it doesn't work that way. You have to find a way to unlock him in a different way. And he's not going to give you, you know, like a nice little 18 footer, you know, 15 right. footer. He needs to be close to the basket. That's and on top I, of that, like I, you I, said, he's slow. I'm sorry, Marcus All. I'm sorry, Marcus All. I, <laughs> I should have treasured you while I, while I had the chance. Come back to At us. At least Marcus starting center. <laughs> At least Marcus Saul can, like, shoot threes and pass the ball. I don't know what Andre's going to do. <laughs> oh, man. Um, aside from that, so that that's a potential first round matchup. Another potential first round matchup is Denver versus Dallas, which I think would be really interesting. I think Denver would easily yeah. win that one, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's also the potential where, let's say for example, LA does fall to the seventh spot, right, and they win <laughs> their play in series, and let's say you know Utah ends up with the first seed, Phoenix with the second seed. You have. Phoenix versus LA. I think that would be an interesting matchup. LA all day. LA all day. 80 I agree. 80? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding nah, me? Nah, yeah, I agree. Okay, but Yeah, I agree. That's what I say. Um, what I say. Let me ask you this. Phoenix versus Utah. Ooh. That's tough. I would go Phoenix because Chris Paul. I go Phoenix also just because players all around. Yeah. Um, I, I don't fully trust Rudy Gobert. To you Thank know, like you. consistently. That's what I've been saying this whole yeah. time too. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this before we go for these two teams because I, I do we agree Dallas is not going to go far <laughs> this season. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to go far. Uh, I think it's safe to say out of the playing team, San Antonio, Memphis, Golden State, Portland. I don't think any of them are going to go far. They'll probably nah. whoever seven and eighth is, they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah, most likely, yeah. Um, we both agree LA is going to go far. Dallas is not going to go far. Okay, let me ask you this for the top four. We'll top start with number tough. four, Denver, without Jamal Murray. They're going to be surpassing the Clippers as, like, you know, fourth. So, yeah. Okay. I would. I would. Do you believe in the Clippers at all to go far in the playoffs? No, I don't. <laughs> do you? I kind of do. 
So, so if it all stands as it is right now, they're going to beat the Lakers in the first round. Do you, you think? I think they could beat the Lakers. Ooh, okay. Just because I know the Lakers are not fully healthy and they right. haven't played together long enough, and like LeBron's out again. You know what I'm saying? So like the chemistry, they haven't all fully played together <laughs> like That's long enough. I, I feel like with yeah. Andre Drummond. That is true. That's concerning a little bit. But yeah. it's also much as much as Harold uh, Revenge series. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you also have, but then you have you know Clippers with with Rondo. Like that's true. That is true. Yeah, it is scary. You might you might have playoff P from last year, but you'll have also playoff Rondo from last year. So you never know. If if you the Lakers know. shoot the ball well, I think they'll be okay. That's their key lately. Is like then just missing their shots. Right. Do you think Utah will go far? No. I trust Phoenix more than Utah. Same. Do you? Okay, okay. Same, yeah. So I agree. It's a, you, you, so it's Utah, Phoenix, Denver, and Lakers in the, in the second round? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting right there. Who would have thought Phoenix? The West is always... It's going to be... I'm, in, I'm really excited for this. I can't wait for the play-in. I can't wait for the playoffs. This is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to yep. be fun. And hopefully we have Lawrence back next week. And then, of course, right before the playoff starts, um, we're going to reach out to our boy Chris Mulho- uh, Milholland to see if he can give us some insider news, you know, yeah. insider deets on the on the Nets and what they're <laughs> capable of doing coming into the playoffs. I'm excited. Um, before we go, any last things you want to throw in there? Nah, man. I'm looking forward to playing ball with you these next uh, few weeks when uh, oh, we man. wake up. <laughs> let me tell you so, so for people listening we we played here it is wednesday wednesday morning we played ball for two hours sunday night <laughs> i'm still sore are you really oh it's man. been a year and a half <laughs> it's been a year and a half since i played like, with covid and everything like, i know i'm making excuses but like in my area there's some parts where they actually removed the like the, the, the backboard in the rim yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not just the rim, like the entire backboard, the whole thing. I'm like, oh my goodness, man! So I haven't been able to play in a year and a half. Like it's been really bad. I'm still sore. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. It was fun. I played. I was sorry to my teammates. <laughs> sorry to mine too. <laughs> I played so bad. I think you scored more than me. Honestly, I blew like two wide open layups, and I got instant heat for it so bro so I, I smoked at least i smoked at least like eight or nine layups eight or nine. And like two of them were wide open <laughs> yeah. i will say my, i will say my passing was on point though i yeah. liked my passing passing was good passing's always good yeah yeah at least i had that all right um so until then until next week you know everybody stay safe stay healthy We'll catch you next time on Hot Take. Thanks for listening. This has been a Fuse Podcast original produced by yours truly, Nat, with music by Johnny C.